And it's another episode of This Is My Story with Reverend Charlene Laver from Trinity Chapel Church and special guest Pam Fennell today. Good morning. Good morning, Brittany. Today we are offering a opportunity to face some challenges. And too often when we bump into that moment, we want to step away. But I'm calling everyone who is listening to step forward and let God speak into your hearts and minds today. I am Charlene Lover, pastor of Trinity Chapel Du Bois, inviting you to journey along with me with a message on hope is alive. My only request is that you would agree to allow your hearts to be enlarged, challenged, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Today, we are bringing to you one of our most heartfelt and heartbreaking topics for a turnaround in our nation with a request for your continuous prayer and supplication. Though it is much easier to talk about the comfortable topics, God has led us to ask our listeners to feel the urgency and deep sorrow that would cause many to desire to see God's will on the earth. For a turning away from our sinful ways and return to God's sacred and perfect plan now. Are you saying to yourself right in this moment, why doesn't she just get to the point? Why doesn't she just give us the topic for today's message? I will answer that question with a question. Are you ready to be convicted and repent for our nations falling away from the purpose of God? If so, then take a moment and be still and allow God to speak into your heart to prepare you for this message. Let us begin. The heart of Father God is brooding over family. And if you are looking for what God's pulse is on right now, that is it. Not fake family, not plastic family, inauthentic, but real family. If you are wondering what to get back, get back the family. Fight for the family. Build family. Repair family. Champion the family. Not just a family, but a family as instituted by God. A designed and ordained God family. The enemy is warring so hard after the family and the values of kingdom family because he sees that is the future. He sees that it is the key that unlocks harvest and an army of uncompromising burning ones for the Lord's family. The tide of culture is right now warring against the family, 
But we children of God, God's family, get to be the wave that pushes it back. The days of the enemy tearing down our homes is over. It's been an injustice and one that is incorrect and needs correcting. We have to protect our family and home. We can't be lovers of the boardroom more than lovers of the family room. We can't keep sacrificing our children on the altar of Baal. It must be broken down as in the days of Gideon, Judges 6, 28 through 40. We can't keep letting Netflix and computer games numb our kids to the reality of the Spirit of God. We must build the altar in the home again. We have to lead our families into the presence and into the real encounter of Jesus Christ and to know His voice. It's a season of taking back the family for the kingdom of God and stripping false gods of their titles and evicting them from our homes. Content partially by Nate Johnston. The time is of the essence. It's a matter of life and death. I would like to introduce to you Pam Fennell as she shares with you her heart through the word and desire for family and the troublesome statistics. Good morning. I am grateful for the opportunity to discuss a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, family. When I remember growing up, the picture of family that pops in my head is my parents, maternal grandparents, me and my three siblings around the kitchen table every evening for supper. We would hear, how was school? Who has homework? What do you mean you got sent to the principal's office? That was my brother, not me. Every Sunday, we moved to the dining room to include my paternal grandparents and two uncles. There were no cell phones, no iPads, and the TV was turned off. Everyone was interacting, and we got to know each other. I have such fond memories of my family sitting around those tables. Family is the foundation. It's the building block of all society. When God created us, he designed us to live in families. The Bible reveals that family relationships are important to God. Genesis 2, 18 and 21 to 24 tells us, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh 
in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Jesus himself says in Matthew 19, 4 through 6, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. The biblical concept of marriage and family is being usurped by satanic forces in America and many other nations. When the family breaks down, it opens the doors for all kinds of social problems to follow. The blessing or curse of God is passed down to future generations through family. Family has been under constant and prolonged enemy attack. Remember, his purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. John 10, 10. Today, one of the enemy's attacks on the family is fatherlessness. According to fathers.com statistics and research, more than 20 million children live in a home without a physical presence of a father. Millions more have dads who are physically present, but emotionally absent. If it were classified as a disease, fatherlessness would be an epidemic worthy of attention as a national emergency. Malachi 4, 6 speaks of Elijah coming to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Jesus said John the Baptist was the Elijah to come. In the book, Speak to the Mountains, Apostle Axel Sippich asserts that spirit mantle and anointing of Elijah are still available for us to walk in today, having one of the primary powerful results of turning hearts, especially the heart of fathers, first to the sons and daughters. This is a key to break the curse of fatherlessness off of this generation. Other enemy attacks on the family today include 
divorce, child neglect and abuse, domestic violence, addiction, the attempt to redefine the biblical definition of marriage, gender confusion, sex trafficking, and pornography. It is written in 1 Timothy 3.15, the church is the pillar and foundation of truth. Church, you must rise up, reclaim family, and stand up for biblical principles regarding family. There is a West African proverb that says, the ruin of a nation begins in the home of its people. If there is any truth to this proverb, it can be argued that the current state of our nation, the United States, is a direct reflection of what is occurring in our homes. Here are some startling statistics to consider. In 2022, a real clear politics poll revealed that only 23% of Americans believe the country is going in the right direction. A Gallup poll from June of 2022, rating moral values in the United States shows 50% say the state of moral values is poor. 78% think the moral values in the United States are getting worse. In the same study, when Americans were asked, what has caused the moral decline? Poor parenting was rated among the top reasons. Another study conducted by Faith It Incorporated shows 59% of millennials, people born between the early 1980s and the late 1990s, who were raised in the church, are choosing to stop attending it after the age of 18. Barna Research Group indicates that most young people admit that they feel as if they do not receive sufficient attention from their parents, do not have enough good friends whom they can count on, are unsettled about their own future, have personal spiritual perspectives, but not much of a sense of spiritual community, lack role models, and do not feel they have intrinsic value. These statistics break my heart, and my heart aches for these young people. These statistics paint a bleak picture, but there is still hope. In fact, hope is very much alive. 
Proverb 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he or she should go. And when he or she is old, they will not depart from it. Don't feel sorry or fear for your kids or grandkids because the world they are growing up in is not what it used to be. God created them and called them for the exact moment in time they are in. Their life wasn't a coincidence or an accident. Raise them up to know the power they walk in as children of God. Train them up in the authority of His Word. Teach them to walk in faith, knowing that God is in control, but to yield to Him. Empower them to know they can change the world by His Word. Don't teach them to be fearful and disheartened by the state of the world, but hopeful that they can do something about it. Every person in all of history has been placed in the time that they were in because of God's sovereign plan. Daniel could handle the lion's den. God knew he was ready and prepared. He knew David could handle Goliath. He knew Esther could handle Haman. He knew Peter could handle persecution. He knows that your child can handle whatever challenge they face in their life because he created them specifically for it. Don't be scared for your children, but be honored that God chose you to parent the generation that is facing the biggest challenges of our lifetime. Rise up to the challenge. Raise up Daniels, Davids, Esthers, and Peters. God isn't scratching his head, wondering what he's going to do with this mess of a world. He has an army he's raising up to drive back the darkness and make him known over all the earth. Don't let your fear steal the greatness God placed in them. 
I know it's hard to imagine them as anything besides our sweet little babies. And we just want to protect them from anything that could ever be hard on them. But they were born for such a time as this. Written by Vicki Kellerman. I speak in the name of Jesus. A new legacy begins here and now. Breakthrough and victory is the Lord's. Our children will not grow up tormented, demonized, gender confused, addicted, or unsure of who and whose they are. As it is written, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully, beautifully, and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Psalm 139, verses 1, 13 through 16. They will be sons and daughters of God who know their identity and purpose, pursuers of God's heart and restorers of those who are broken. Our marriages will not be attacked any longer. Assassinated or broken down and destroyed, our marriages will be holy and set apart, not like the world's ways, but built upon the rock in Jesus' name. Yes, hope is alive and hope has a name. His name is Jesus. Amen.